Happy day, Rosario Garcia with Why Jesus. I am hoping that today, despite the fact that it's the beginning of the week, that you were able to find the goodness in your Monday. That you were able to feel capable and worth it uh, to do what you're doing to be part of this world and to have many talents and gifts to contribute with to people's lives and especially that of your children and family because we all have a purpose and our purpose is great and God wants to show us that purpose and highlight that purpose but the forces of darkness want to dim that and darken that so just know that I understand that struggle is real but God's power is mightier than anything else so if you choose to feel good about your day chances are you will have a better day so Hoping the very best for you. I'm so grateful to be with you to start a new week in this book called the Come Follow Me Manual. We are nearing the end of the year and the lessons um, in this manual are incredible um, and I am just grateful that I get to ponder things a little bit more because I get to share them with you which previously I would just ponder them in my mind, but not really feel like I am sharing with others like I am now. So today's uh, section is called, it covers December 7th through the 13th. We're going to take a day at a time covering Moroni, chapter 7 through 9th. It is titled, May Christ Lift Thee Up. I love this title. And there are four sections, excuse me, five sections that we will cover. The first one is called, The Light of Christ Helps Me Judge Between Good and Evil. The second, Through Faith in Christ I Can Lay Hold Upon Every Good Thing. Third, Charity is the Pure Love of Christ. Fourth, Can My Chastity and Virtue Be Taken From Me? And fifth, I can have hope in Christ regardless of my circumstances. That to me sounds like a lineup of massive hope building for us in these last days. So I am thrilled to be able to share some of my favorite scriptures. And today we will only cover the light of Christ helps me judge between good and evil. And boy, is that ever so relevant in our day because we are bombarded with confusion every day. I guess when you hear that something is truth by true by tons of outlets of news or media, we tend to believe is true. However, God wants us to think independently and ask him whether what we are hearing, reading, seeing, uh, experiencing is truth or not, and then he will 
confirm that with us. But I am most sadly sure that the majority of the people out there are not doing independent thinking and are not taking it up with God. They are just choosing to believe what they see here and um, watch people do. So in any event, uh, there's a saying that says just because the majority of the people do it doesn't mean it's right or correct. So um, the book Come Follow Me is a manual put out by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, you can purchase it if you wish at Desiree Books. Or you can download the free app from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and do a search for under library for Come Follow Me. Uh, click on Individuals and Families, then the Book of Mormon, and then go to the week that we are covering, December 7th through 13th. Uh, and lastly, you can go to LDS.org, also do a library search for Come Follow Me, click on Individual and Families, Book of Mormon, and The Week. So multiple ways for you to see it, hear it. Um, also, incredible, you can choose any language you'd like and get the same message. So I am so excited and thrilled uh, to tell you that. I don't know why I haven't in the past. So in any event, let me dig right in. Uh, we're going to do quite a bit of reading um, on Chapter 7 today in Moroni, one of my favorites. Uh, it truly has helped me discern between good and evil, and so I hope it does the same for you. I'm going to read the summary of this, and then we're going to go into some scriptures. Um, it says, before Moroni concluded the record we know today as the Book of Mormon, which his own final words, he shared three messages from his father, Mormon, and an address address to the peaceable followers of Christ, and two letters that Mormon had written to Moroni. Perhaps Moroni concluded these messages in the Book of Mormon because he foresaw similarities between the perils of this day and ours. When those words were written, the Nephite people as a whole were tumbling headlong into apostasy or spiritual darkness. Uh, many of them had lost their love one towards another and delighted in everything save that which is good. And yet Mormons still found cause for hope teaching us that hope does not mean ignoring or being naive about the world's problems. It means having faith in Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, whose power is greater and more everlasting than those problems. It means laying hold upon every good thing. It means letting the atonement of Jesus Christ and the hope of His glory and eternal life rest in your mind and until the glorious day of Christ's second coming, it means never ceasing the lab to labor uh, or to perform uh, and to conquer the enemy of all righteousness. I love the words expressed here. There's tons of great nuggets, as people call them, um, that call our attention and 
Um, so this message, those three letters uh, that are being mentioned in this paragraph here, we're going to go read one of them. And um, the, let's see here, the title of this section or chapter says, uh, let's see here. We're going to read a Moroni 7.3. Wherefore, I will speak unto you that are of the church, that are the peaceable followers of Christ, and that have obtained a sufficient hope by which ye can enter into the rest of the Lord from this time henceforth until ye shall rest with him in heaven. So anybody that believes in Christ, I sure hope that we're all living up to being the peaceable um followers of Christ, that we are here to make peace and see that truth prevails in a peaceful way. So um, if you're not, we're missing the target. We're missing the target. Let's recollect and regroup. Um, the next scripture that is mentioned here is the following, Moroni 9, 5, and 19. For so exceedingly do they anger that it seemeth me that they have no fear of death and they have lost their love one towards another and they thirst after blood and revenge continually and they have become strong in their perversion and they are alike brutal sparing none neither old nor young and they delight in everything save that which is good and the suffering of our women and our children upon all the face of the land doth exceed everything, yea, tongue cannot tell, neither can it be written. This is sheer sadness. We're heading towards this. We already see, as the scripture mentions, that they have become strong in their perversion. They have mastered their craft of deceit, lie, murder, and they spare no one. And the ones that usually suffer the most are women and children. So God save us from that fate if we choose to follow the footsteps of the Nephite nation that was being destroyed before Moroni's eyes. It must have been horrible to watch his people destroy each other uh, and being destroyed by their enemies, the Lamanites. So the next scripture is Moroni 7.19. Wherefore, I beseech of you, brethren, that ye should search diligently in the light of Christ, that ye may know good from evil, and if ye will lay hold upon every good thing and condemn it not, ye certainly will be a child of Christ. So it is our duty to know how to distinguish between good and evil um, because that will give us the advantage in these last days. Uh, the next scripture, Moroni 9.25, My son, be faithful in Christ, and may not the things which I have written grieve thee to weigh thee down unto death, but may Christ lift thee up, and may his sufferings and death and the showing his body unto our fathers and his mercy and long suffering and the hope of his glory of an eternal life rest in your mind forever. 
I sure wish the best for you that you truly have that vision of Christ conquering all of our enemies and bringing in a new life to all of us that have endured and believed on him. The next and last scripture, Moroni 9, 6, And now, my beloved son, not with standing their hardness let us labor diligently for if we should cease to labor we should be brought under condemnation for we have a labor to perform whilst in this tabernacle of clay that we may conquer the enemy of all righteousness and rest our souls in the kingdom of god so essentially we need to work to the end in bringing people to christ and staying uh, in the faith and following him and his plan and continuing to discern between good and evil so that we may help ourselves and help those along the way. So these two warriors worked until they died. They never gave up. They never denied the Christ. And I am certain, 100% certain, that they are enjoying the fruits of their hard work in paradise and awaiting the majestic return of Jesus Christ in these last days wherein they will be blessed to live with them in the mansions of their um, thrones. So... There is a glorious life that awaits us with Christ, uh, one with love and hope that it's beyond our comprehension. So it is worth fighting for it, my brothers and sisters. So I'm going to dig in to the light of Christ helps me judge between good and evil, because I do believe that is key to all of us. So the focus of the chapter is on these verses that I'm going to read. But literally, um, I am almost tempted to just read the whole chapter to you because it is such a good chapter. But I'm going to start here. All right, it says, Wherefore all things which are good cometh of God, and that which is evil cometh of the devil. For the devil is an enemy unto God, and fighteth against his, him continually, and inviteth and enticeth to sin, and to do that which is evil continually. But behold, that which is of God inviteth and enticeth to do good continually. Wherefore, everything which inviteth and enticeth to do good, and to love God, and to serve him, is inspired of God. Wherefore, take heed, my beloved brethren, that ye do not judge that which is evil to be of God, or that which is of God, and that which is of good and of God to be of the devil. For behold, my brethren, it is given unto you to judge that ye may know good from evil. And the way to judge is as plain that ye may know with a perfect knowledge as the daylight is from the dark night. For behold, the Spirit of Christ is given to every man that he may know good from evil. Wherefore, I show unto you the way to judge for everything which inviteth to do good and to persuade to believe in Christ is set forth 
by the power and the gift of Christ. Wherefore, ye may know with a perfect knowledge that it is of God. But whosoever thing persuadeth men to do evil, and believe not in Christ, and deny him, and serve not God, then we may know with a perfect knowledge it is of the devil. For after this manner doth the devil work, for he persuadeth no man to do good, no, not one, neither to do, neither do his angels, neither do they who subject themselves unto him. And now, my brethren, seeing that ye know the light by which ye may judge, which light is the light of Christ, see that ye do not judge wrongfully, for that for with that same judgment which ye judge, ye shall also be judged. Wherefore I beseech of you, brethren, that ye should search diligently, diligently in the light of Christ, that ye may know good from evil. And if ye will lay hold upon every good thing and condemn it not, ye certainly will be a child of Christ. And now, my brethren, how is it possible that ye can lay hold upon every good thing? He ends with that question there. And what I love about this section here is that he says that every person has been given the spirit of Christ to discern between good and evil. And that just as the day is day and the night is night, that's how clear it will be uh, what is good from what is good and what is evil. Now, here's the warning, because we are seeing this left and right. Uh, it says, be careful not to judge that which is evil to be considered good and that which is good to be considered evil. And we are seeing this left and right. We are being mocked as Christians, as believers, um, by uh, those that don't believe. And they're making a mockery um, of our beliefs and saying that we are lunatics uh, and deranged uh, for believing on a God. And I am here to tell you that just like the scripture says, it cannot be more clear what is of God and what is evil. Anything that persuadeth man or enticeth man not to believe in God or Christ does not come from God. And bluntly, it comes from the devil. So you can certainly distinguish I'm going to give you a clue. You can just go to the major debates, or not debates, but conventions we had before the election and hear the messages from one side and hear the messages from the other. And as plain as night and day are, you will see who is promoting God and who is not promoting God. And anything that enticeth, not to believe in God or in Christ does not come from God. Plain and simple. Let's take it one more step further. There's a certain figure previous to this administration 
who many people in this country love. Why? I do not know. But maybe because he's well-educated, charismatic, seems to be chill, nonchalant, likes to crack jokes, you know, likes his baseball, I mean, his basketball teams and his, uh, you know, whatever not. He is a master of wrapping people around his little finger and having those people not consider the fact that he dismantled and was taking God out of this country at the fastest rate of any other presidency. I mean, he did not promote God or Jesus Christ at all. And I am not going to bash on the man. I am not anybody to judge him because I don't want to be judged in the same way. But I'm telling you, it was as clear as night and day that he did not promote God or faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are okay with that, and if you want to go down that path, you go right ahead. But the end result of that will not be good, neither for you or for us that will have to endure the horribleness of what is to come because we have allowed for God to be taken out of this country. And so I sure hope that we rally that Moroni, who was speaking here in this chapter, is truly telling us how to distinguish good from evil in these last days and bring it on to God. He will confirm what you are hearing or what you're seeing as truth. And like I said, not just because... Everybody wants a certain thing to be done in this country or not because everybody is doing something um, means that it's true and correct. Or better yet, just because you're hearing the same news from every outlet that you turn to does not make that truth. We have to be willing to look for truth and to bring it to God. Uh, and then it will start becoming more and more clear as you come across it. So I love this chapter that it's towards the end of their civilization when these warnings are being thrown out there for people to grasp on. And they were meant for us. Moroni and his father wrote for our day so that we do not fall into the same trickery um, and destruction that their people did. So I really hope that we are strong enough and faithful enough to see the truth and to be able to distinguish it from night to day. It's my prayer and my hope and that you and your family will enjoy that. And... I'm so grateful that I was able to, to share this with you. Um, 
there's um, one last thing I wanted to leave you with. I just heard um, the prophet of our day uh, give the Christmas devotional and in it towards the end of his remarks, he was mentioning how when Christ first came to earth, he was, he came so quietly and unassumingly and not, you know, almost secretly into the world um, as he was born in a manger. Um, and his second coming will be glorious. Every knee shall, uh, every knee shall bend and um, everyone will get to see and know and hear and watch with awe and majesty uh, the Savior of the world come to earth at his second coming. And I love that. That is just gives me so much to look forward to despite the mud we are going to uh, be going through first. So hang tight. Um, stay strong in hope and faith. And may the Lord bless you and your family. This is Rosa Garcia with Why Jesus signing off.